Welcome to the Surveyors Trust podcast. My name is Megan Walker, your host. Today I'm joined by Lee Helen, owner of Land Solution. And Lee is also on the board of the Surveyors Trust. Hi Lee and welcome. Hi Megan. Lee, we've had some great conversations over the past 12 months about the surveying industry and you've taught me a lot. And I particularly like your your vision and the way that you you think about the industry. So I wanted to dive into some of those topics today. And if we could start, I'd like to ask you, how would you describe the current land surveying landscape? Uh, Megan, the current landscape, I think, is one with, with great opportunity. Um, we're finding that, uh, funny enough, the world is becoming more complex. <laughs> There's more and more information. And uh, in terms of land survey, the growth of the economy as well, this is creating, a, I believe, a, a, an increasing demand for professional services um, that can be uh, give a trusted community outcome for essentially high, uh, highly complex uh, and also risky problems that uh, that are faced. So, um, land surveying is is quite highly regulated in terms of its practice. And also the the, the uh, processes around the development land are also very highly regulated. So uh, there's a lot of opportunity there for land surveying, moving into a uh, essentially a digital, a, uh, a digitised and increasingly digital world. Um, and I believe it's uh, it's a very exciting uh, landscape that we currently uh, find ourselves in. Okay, great. And what are some of the forces? that are at play? What are, what's driving the change and creating these opportunities? Uh, I think the forces that are at play are largely economic. Um, you've got uh, Australia's population, I believe, is, is continuing to increase <laughs> uh, and it's expected to increase in the, in the, the short to medium term for um, quite substantially. So this puts a depend obviously on the uh, on land, uh, land use, uh, housing requirements increase. So um, the forces at play are obviously uh, population growth, uh, economic, people are also looking to develop land in more meaningful ways. In other words, get higher, uh, higher returns. So a lot of the development, the infill development that you see uh, in our cities um, is a result of, um, uh, of uh, economic pressures. Um, as well, so this is this is, uh, and then we also have another force at play, which is which is around um, progressing uh, more efficient processes around digit, digital information, and um, so surveyors are going through uh, trying to reform that process, which has really been set in stone for well over 150 years, um, <laughs> adapting some of their digital, uh, some of their more traditional processes into a, a digital context. So um, it's it's quite a, an exciting space to be in. Wow. So as a surveyor who's seen not the 150 years of change, but you've seen 20 odd years of change, what do you see coming for you and your peers, say, in the next, the next phase, the next 10, 20 years, and a double barrel question, not only what change do you see, but how are you positioning your own skills and, and the skills of your practice to capitalise on some of that change? Um, yeah, look, I, I, do, I do see, Megan, that there is, uh, 
Well, I've, I've witnessed, um, I suppose, an increasing pressure um, on land surveying practices and, and skills uh, in the last sort of 10 to 12 years, especially, whereby the community is demanding, um, I suppose, uh, more efficient outcomes, uh, less time delays in the way that things are produced, especially when money is concerned and in property development. So um, we're going to have to experience also that that um, largely land surveying is a, um, like many of the professions, it's an ageing profession. Uh, I believe the workforce, the skilled workforce that we have of land surveyors, uh, the pool of, of registered persons or people that are actually uh, have their competency assessment to actually perform subdivision of land and the like. We operate under um, statutory uh, conditions, the Surveyors Act and the like. So, so that pool of people is going to, to decrease, but we're also uh, going to need to be able to do more with less. <laughs> um, and we're also going to have to adapt our practice to meet a community expectation which is more around the digital delivery and efficiency in terms of government process. I think that's a, a realistic, a very realistic proposition, proposition for land surveying practitioners is that governments, uh, the government departments uh, and um, systems that we actually rely upon to execute our professional judgments um, for the community, those will change. And um, land surveying practitioners are going to have to be able to um, work with government to adapt those systems to give the greatest opportunity to them and, uh, and the people they serve. Great. And so in terms of positioning your own practice for the future, what sort of some of the, the thoughts you've got there around capitalising on opportunities for your, for your own, for land solution? Well, certainly in my practice, I, I've certainly, uh, um, one strategy I've always adopted quite heavily is um, I network very heavily with my, uh, my uh, professional peers. So I have a strong professional network. I, I participate regularly in um, my professional institute, Surveying and Spatial Sciences uh, Institute, and uh, that in a way helps me truth uh, innovation, truth professional judgment as it evolves over time. So I think that's a strategy I'm, I'm certainly installing in a lot of my, uh, some of my uh, mentees in my practice um, that to associate um, more heavily with my peers in terms of accommodating to this change, but also looking at ways of uh, innovating with new technologies. Uh, most of the younger surveyors I have in my practice are actually very good at adapting technologies. Uh, they're using things like UAVs, drones, uh, laser scanners, um, robotic instruments, um, data modelling, um, incorporating their systems into GIS and BIM and the like. So all those skill sets, um, all those application skill sets, I think will be of, of benefit to land surveying moving forward. Um, and we're, we're obviously looking to adapt our everyday practice to take advantage of technology where possible. So even though some of the regulatory requirements don't stipulate the type of technology that has to be used, 
Um, certainly a, a broad understanding of the opportunities that come with new technology um, can allow us to produce, uh, essentially make professional judgments uh, more efficiently and at the end of the day, um, safeguard our practice moving forward. And, and Lee, some of those new technologies, would I be right in suggesting that they might be lowering the barrier to entry? And if that is the case, how can surveyors position themselves as being the more credible operators of those technologies? I think you're true, Megan, in the sense that they're, they're making surveying more accessible <laughs> um, to the community. Um, the, the thing we have to understand in terms of, of, of being, uh, having a um, respected, I suppose, professional knowledge, um, and, and, and when we talk about land surveying, um, the right to actually perform uh, land surveys is a, is a professional, um, largely professional um, domain. Um, it is something which is can be complex and is essentially high risk from the community's perspective. I mean, land is is a is a finite resource. It's also a very highly valued uh, resource. The last thing the community needs is additional um, dispute, uncertainty about the extent of ownership of their land. Surveyors have always managed that on behalf of the community very successfully. Um, so the barriers to entry, I think, um, yes, are lowered by the ability to press a few buttons with new technology, but that doesn't necessarily um, deliver, I suppose, a professional judgment <laughs> in terms of high risk and complexity. And um, so what we need to obviously be able to do as a, as a land surveying um, professional community is to be able to take advantage of that increase in accessibility, but then also um, progress young people through the profession to understand that um, there is great opportunity in solving complex and risky problems. Um, that's essentially where I believe land surveyors have always served their greatest meaning to the community. And uh, I believe some of that technology obviously is a leader, but um, our professional judgment has always been not just the ability to press buttons. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what you do um, with that information and how that information is interpreted um, ethically, um, how it's interpreted um, with due care and consideration, um, which is of, of high value to the community in terms of having their trust in our abilities. Fantastic. Thanks, Lee. That sounds like a really exciting profession, particularly for any young people who are considering surveying as their future career path. Would, would you leave us with a, a final piece of advice, say, for a, a young person considering surveying? Uh, piece of advice? Um, uh, believe. Believe in something. Uh, find something that you enjoy doing. Um, work hard <laughs> and um, you know always try and uh, I, I believe you should always try and chase uh, uh, have a passion for what you do I mean uh, it's passion is something I think is is hard to teach 
but if you if you have a passion for outdoors, if you have a, a passion for doing meaningful things uh, to the community, um, if you have a, a passion for problem solving, um, uh, certainly I can very much vouch for land surveying uh, and other surveying as a as a fantastic uh, career. Wonderful. Thanks, Lee, so much for your time today. Thanks, Megan.